As a husband, I really try to love my wife, Dina, well, and something that helped me uh, along the way was hearing someone say, she's a daughter of the king, she's God's daughter. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead our marriage department, and we're going to hear more about uh, a perspective that you should have um, as you go through married life together. Gary Thomas is the author of a number of wonderful marriage books, including A Lifelong Love, and here he is talking with Jim Daly at an event we held on this campus here at Focus on the Family for Married Couples. I also was caught by something that you mentioned in the book where you encourage spouses to become counselors for the defense side of the uh, courtroom rather than on the prosecution side. Okay, I just got to say, we got a lot of married couples here. How many of us tend to uh, work for the prosecuting attorney at times in your marriage? Anybody want to put your hand up? Well, look, nobody, just me. I I did. (laughs) Just John and me. (laughs) All right, okay, there's, okay, three more. Okay. But how is that the case? Why do we not first go to defend our spouse rather than go to the prosecutor's bench? Well, I, I believe a lot of it comes down to remembering and living out the gospel. First John 419, we love because he first loved us. And when I remember that God isn't my prosecuting attorney, that in fact he is my defense counsel, he's often defending me from me. I'm talking about myself in ways that, that injure God. He doesn't want to me to talk about me the way I talk about me. But I, there was a story I just thought was brilliant of a woman. She was in England and she was complaining to her, the rector at the, at the church where they were at about her husband was doing this and that and this and that. And, and he, he said, I've been listening to you for weeks complaining about your husband. He goes, I just want you to do one thing for me. I want you to go back and I want you just to sit before the Lord and ask God why your husband might be the way he is. And she was like, oh. Of course, he's a man. He's going to take the husband's side. This is just ridiculous. So she did, and God began to speak. And she went through the early years of their marriage just about how, what he went through with his mom dying and the humiliation of losing his job and having to move back in with his parents and, and all of these things. I don't have time to go into all of them, but she realized I, she just felt so sorry for him. And she realized, okay, yeah, sometimes... He might be short. Sometimes he might be impatient. And she goes, but look at the pressure he was under. Look at the shame he was dealing. And that never excuses Jim. And, and I know you know this. That never excuses a husband being short or sharp or, or uh, inattentive. But sometimes I found that it's really helpful to say when we're most frustrated with what our spouse is doing, God, why is she acting this way? God, why is he acting that way? Not to excuse your spouse but to understand your spouse. And often you'll hear that God's saying, you know what, not acting perfectly, but have you ever thought about this is the wound that they're carrying? And then we can be a part of healing, not by condemning them. I mean, look, a prosecuting attorney means you send your spouse to jail. You know, who who wins with that? I think it was in a broadcast taping that we had done earlier that you had mentioned something like that. And I remember going home. Jean is always excited when I come home and I say, hey, you know, let's spend 10 minutes together uninterrupted. She'll say, who did you talk with today? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm usually giving you a lot of credit. But this is one that I I took away from our conversation some time ago. You know, when you're in the midst of a discussion, a heated discussion with your spouse, do you realize she's the daughter of God? 
it, wow, it, that changes your paradigm. It, it has been the single biggest insight that has changed the way I look at marriage and try to live my marriage and the way I look at my wife. I was not being a good husband, and there are many times that that was the case. And just in prayer, applying 1 John 3, 1, behold, how great a love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. I claim that as a single man. That's my identity. I'm God's son. No one can take that away. And God was pointing out to me, Gary, it's also true of your wife. Lisa's my daughter. She's not just your wife. She's my daughter. And I expect you to treat her as such. And then when I had daughters, it was a whole new element. We, we also have a son. But I, I realized if you want to get on my good side, it's easy. Just be good to one of my kids. Be kind. Be loving. Be their best friend. I'll love you if you're my kid's friend. And if you want to get on my bad side, it's just as easy. Be mean to one of my kids, shame one of my kids, break one of my kids' heart. I mean, my, my blood pressure will go up if I even see your name because I'd rather you mess with me than one of my kids. And when I realized that's how God looks at my wife as his daughter in a holier and purer and more intense way, everything about my marriage changed uh, because the reality is the Bible promises us we marry somebody, James 3, 2, who stumbles in many ways. Our spouses, in a worldly sense, are not always worthy of being loved. God is always worthy of being worshipped and revered. And when I love my wife out of reverence for God because she's his daughter, there's always the reason to love her. I mean, I'll never run out of her. She's always lovable because of that. It's not the only reason I love her, but it's a motivation that goes beyond the fact that I stumble in many ways, that she stumbles in many ways. We honor the God who created us, and, and we worship him through that. And so stopping to just think of God as my heavenly father and remembering that he's also my heavenly father-in-law <laughs> has something that has just transformed the way I look at marriage. Greg, I loved how Gary Thomas, I, I love everything he says, but in particular what he, what he was saying there about framing his understanding of the relationship he has with uh, his wife, Lisa. She's God's daughter, so that means God is his father-in-law. That's, that's a it's really interesting concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's tie that in with the theme this month, which is all about in-laws. Um, how has having daughters influenced your understanding of um, how to treat a woman well, whether she's your daughter or your wife. It's been such a learning experience. I have three daughters. Yeah. And, you know, just really learning over the years what they really need from me as their dad, um, just to love them unconditionally to where they really feel that. I love thinking about in the book of Old Testament book of Jeremiah where, you know, I've loved you with an everlasting love is God saying to us. And I want them to experience that same sort of love, you know, to really see their value. I think, you know, everybody wants to feel valued, but I think, I think for women, especially for daughters, um, just really knowing that their dad sees that value that they, that I get their value it shapes the way that then I treat them. If I really see it and recognize it and understand it, that I'm more willing and likely to treat them in valuable ways. I think a big one for me has been just how important it is to protect them to where they feel safe, they feel protected from both foreign and domestic threats. In other words, from outside threats as well as internal threats mm. to where 
to those warm, internal things yeah. like lies they believe and, and yeah and, yeah and and even how I would show up even you hmm. know the the moments that they're misbehaving or there's an issue that we've got to deal with how am I protecting them from even me hmm. and how I might want to react and need a second to kind of calm down before interacting with them I think another one from having daughters is just how much they long to be pursued hmm. from their dad. And they they just want to know that not just that I love them unconditionally, but I like them and I pursue them in relationship, which again, just shows the value that I feel for them. I think all those things has heightened then my understanding that Aaron as my wife needs those exact same things that she needs to know that I unconditionally love her, that I'm not going anywhere, that I see her value, that I treat her in valuable ways, that I pursue her, that I see her beauty. I think all those things that I've learned from raising daughters absolutely has impacted the way that I try to show up in my relationship with Aaron, and you might disagree. Or oh, she's over go. there nodding up and down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that I, I'm able to do that it, it consistently. Well, and that's what, as you were talking um, we do have three daughters, and I see you doing that with them. But I was thinking, I see you doing that stuff with oh, me good. as well. Good. And how important it is for a husband to be um, treating his wife in those ways. But as well as I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, there's times that I'll be like, I don't know what to do in this situation, and I'll think about if this was my daughter, how would I want her to be treated? Hmm. That's good. Because I'm daughter of the Most High King. She's daughter of the Most High King. And if she had someone mistreating her, what would I want her to do? What boundaries would I want her yeah. to set? How would I want her to be valued? And it's it kind of turns it back and you go, oh, yeah. Well, I so appreciate your sharing those insights. And, um, you know, we've mentioned Gary Thomas's book, A Lifelong Love. Uh, that is a terrific resource to help kind of go deeper on uh, some of these ideas of, of what informs uh, my actions toward my spouse. Uh, look for that book on our website and make a donation as you can. We'll send a copy of A Lifelong Love to you as our thank you when you uh, contribute either a one-time gift or a monthly pledge to the ministry. And if you haven't taken our free marriage assessment, which has been taken by about a million people so far, um, it's really easy. It takes maybe five or ten minutes. It'll give you some shared talking points for your next conversation about where we're at in our relationship. So uh, stop by the show notes for all of this and much, much more. We'll hear more from Gary Thomas next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.